0: Thank <music> you. Okay, welcome to A Long and Long Time Ago. Um, my name's Martin, and with me is my cousin Adam. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, you? Good, good. Yeah, really good, really good. So I'm excited to talk about this episode. Yep. Um, this will be our, I think it's, I believe it's part five, is it now? We're on um, our top 11 yep, favourite Clone Wars episodes. You're number five. But
1: this is the second part to the previous one we talked about, right? It is, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to allow you to call that you know one parter
0: oh and really this is going to be your top 10 that's <laughs> what you're doing now that's <laughs> what you're doing yeah that's true i suppose but then there might be some more like that in the future so oh. it might turn out to be top eight um, oh dear. <laughs> but let's not get into that um just just a reminder or a recap um basically um this is part five of my top 11 favorite episodes um i've put our top 11 but really it's mine yeah. um part four was as adam has just said the previous episode um uh, to this uh this is part three of a three-part arc um and it's called um the lawless which is season five episode 16 um I've obviously seen this episode numerous times. I know Adam's seen it once or twice. I've seen it um, twice now, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so I, before, uh,
1: like I said before, it was the previous episode. Um, this is actually one of the ones that I remembered quite well. Oh yeah. So you know, it it must be a good one because I remember
0: a... I remember this story arc really well. Mm, it's got some great and it's got some memorable, memorable moments in it, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what
0: did you what did you think overall? What what were your um your impressions?
1: Yeah, it's um it is great. Uh, you you see so much really. You see emotion from um Obi wan with like I don't know, his what do you, what would you call it? It's not like a fear of falling in love, but do you know what I mean? He's because he's Obviously, he's Jedi and he's not supposed to be in love and whatnot. Um, but you can clearly see he's got some sort of wish for that.
0: Well, uh, yeah. At some th- point. Yeah, I mean, I will go more into that in my in notes. But I think yeah. essentially he was on a mission with Qui-Gon when he was a young Padawan. And um, his mission was to protect a young Duchess Satine. And they both spent so much time together um, that Obi-Wan had feelings for her. And mm. um, as he said in this episode, you know, if he did, if she'd had asked him, he would have left the Jedi order to be with her. Mm. Um, so there is obviously love there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, that, that moment, I mean, we might as well just jump straight into it. That, that moment was pretty, pretty devastating, wasn't it? Yeah. And quite yeah. hardcore. Um, but
1: it, it was almost pretty perfect as well, wasn't it? Cause it's just, it, it, it was Mull's way of torturing him which is exactly what he wanted.
0: Mm. I think Maul's aim is to basically do the one thing that Obi-Wan could never, you know, stand is get him to show dark side tendencies Mm. and and join the dark side by wanting to actually seek revenge and kill Darth Maul for killing Duchess Satine and therefore, you know, and and um, Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, 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 yeah, I mean, it is a great, great episode. Um, was there anything else you, you, you picked up on that you loved? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of bounty hunters.
1: Well, not bounty. So, sorry, Mandalorians. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's plenty of Death Watch action in there. There's mm. bo Um The Mandalorians are a great, great speci- species. Species? Yeah. Would you call them a species? They're people. People, yeah. yeah. They're a great people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Great design. Civilization. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And then obviously the ending to this episode, which
0: I'm sure you're going to, you're going to get into. (laughs) (laughs) You know me too well. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, do you want me to just start firing through some bullet points before I get to my main takeaway? Um, uh, I thought it was very, very interesting at the beginning um, where Duchess Satine sent her um, distress signal to the Jedi in order to get Obi-Wan's attention. And you you, you see an example of how much bureaucracy that, um, the Jedi are mired in because of the Senate needing to approve them going to help the, um, the Duchess on Mandalore. Yeah. Um, as we've heard so many times before, a Jedi's main priority should be to protect the innocent, um, um, no matter who or where they are but because of their dogmatic ways now, and um, they're forgetting their, their past or their, their ways in the past, they now have to seek authorization from the Senate in order to actually do anything. So they're, they're, they're kind of an offshoot or a military offshoot of the Senate now, mm. um, which is obviously, you know, possibly another thing that um, Darth Sidious has sort of, you know, weaved into the Jedi um through the Senate um, in order to, you know, Make the 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 force leave them, if you like. Um, I, I'm not really explaining myself well there, but um, um, got, I think, I, think um, I get what you're saying. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think in episode two, Yoda says, you know, the Jedi have lost their ability to use the force to see the future, and you know, I think part of that is the same as you know as um, as this. They they they're obviously so mired in in such political games and their, their dogmatic ways that they're not the Jedi of old, therefore they can't use the force like they used to, mm. um, you know, to see these things happening. Cause in the old days, I would have thought the Jedi would have seen much like Darth Sidious does later in the episode, what's actually happening on Mandalore, Mandalore through the force. So, uh, mm. so yeah. So I thought that was great. Um, it was the first meeting of the sit in, in any show of the sisters, Satine and uh, Bo-Katan, yeah. um, which was quite, I, I must admit, I did forget that they were sisters. um, yeah. When we watched the last episode. Um, and, uh, um, but obviously, you know, now, uh, you know, after watching the Mandalorian rewatch I did a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah. you know, obviously it was like, oh, how did I forget that? Of course. Um, that's why she thinks she should be, you know, leading Mandalore yeah. um, in the Mandalorian. Um, so that, that was, that was it's cool. It's interesting how, you know, the different paths that they took.
1: Mm. <laughs> one went on to become a Duchess, one went on to become Death Watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do wonder if you actually will get any um backstory about that don't you because it, it's quite an interesting story because it, mm. like, talk about divergent paths i mean yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. um so, some little things i noticed um in the mandalorian season three they have the mandalorian drop ship ships where you see the the base of the ship open and the mandalorians yes. just drop out but well, they had those in this episode um at okay. the end with the big battle um uh so that that was kind of a cool um back from um the mandalorian um i thought um mandal uh, sorry anakin's uh, ship that obi-wan used to to get to mandalore um i can't remember the name it's so annoying i cannot off the top of my head remember the name right. of that ship um the twilight i think possibly right. um um, that falling apart as, he, as, as Obi-Wan landing it and him trying to explain himself to the guard as it's falling apart, I thought was quite amusing with um, a little callback scene to A New Hope where he invites him up the the yeah. ramp to get something and then he knocks yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, that was good.
1: I, I have to say, I, I quite I, I don't know why, but I quite enjoyed seeing Obi-Wan in the Death Watch outfit. In, yes. Uh, yeah. in the
0: armour. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It was yes. just... It's good. No, look, it just looks cool. Yeah, was well, it? Is a Mandalorian with a lightsaber? I mean, what's not mm. to love? Okay, um, that's very true. Yeah, and uh, um, the 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 outfit he wore when he was coming down the sh- ship when he landed on Mandalore mm. before he stole the Mandalorian armor it was the same armor he used in episode where he was undercover as a bounty hunter called H- Harko Raidine or Raidine or something like that. Okay. Um, and that was again, you know, that was cool that they'd use that as you know, so observant Clone Wars fans, you know, who picked mm. that up. I thought that was quite cool. Um, this episode is quite obviously the culmination of Darth Maul's plan to capture Obi-Wan and make him suffer the way he did to him, um, essentially getting revenge. So, um, you know, obviously that's quite an obvious um, thing, but I thought worth mentioning Um, as we've already alluded to earlier in the episode, he attempt, he tempts Obi-Wan by torturing and eventually killing Satine. um, um, And Obi-Wan is, too great a jedi and doesn't fall to the dark side mm. i think he says you can kill me but you will never destroy me which i thought wow what a line mm. um a total obi-wan line absolutely great um Sateen's death was absolutely br- brutal um yeah. i thought for the clone wars um, it was, um straight through the dark saber wasn't it yeah yeah basically he was choking her into the dark, saber, into that, the dark yeah. saber yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there was there was um, a lot
1: of force choking in this episode
0: there case. was a lot of force choking um i mean the music during that scene the lighting the emotion of the scene um it was next level it was absolutely brilliant yeah. um some of the best star wars you, you'll ever see um and I, i'll fight anyone who says any different um <laughs> um that huge moment of loss as well uh, enriches Obi-Wan's character so much if you've seen the Clone Wars. So say now you're watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series that we had last year and you've seen how disheartened at the beginning he is and how, you know, he's just given up with the force and Mm. he's just become a, a hermit who just goes about his business, just staying out of the way. But of course the show says the reason for that is Anakin and his loss of Anakin. But by adding this in now, you can see it's a culmination of many events yeah, that's it's, caused Obi-Wan to be like that. It's, it's happened over a long period of time, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Basically in, in the space of the clone wars, his, he's basically lost everything that he loved and um, he's, you know, had to go off and become this shadow of a, a man that he was. And and I think it, while it's probably not intentional with the Obi-Wan series, it fits perfectly anyway for a reason for him to be like that. So I thought that was great. Um, Right. Um, When, I don't know if you remember this bit, but when Obi-Wan opens the blast door and and he's just standing there with his lightsaber to his side and there's just this battle raging around him um, and he's just staring at it all. Um, Right. And I'm going to say this. I I think, I think, I don't think I'll change my mind this is the greatest couple of frames of Star Wars, the Clone Wars you'll ever see, in my opinion. It's just absolutely cinematically epic. Absolutely that's, that's brilliant. Big words. Big words. Yeah. I mean, you know, for those who are, who are watching this on YouTube, um, as I'm talking, you'll be seeing this scene, I should imagine, because it, it's just beautiful and it looks absolutely amazing and it would fit into any live-action television show or, or movie, this scene. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, but that's all my bullet points. Before we go on for two hours, I'm going to have to do what I do every episode and talk about the one thing that makes me love this episode the most. And I've kind of put a bullet point under it called the main event. Um, so we, 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 start, we start this uh, this sort of um, event, these events, with this beautiful shot of Coruscant, Coruscant um, showing the, um, the Senate. And you're in Chancellor Palpatine's office. And the camera pans around his face and he's 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 looking out of his window, but he's got his eyes closed and he's seeing through the force what's happening on Mandalore and how so powerful Darth Maul has become.
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't really pick that up. Um, really? I, no, I was thinking how has he found out about this course of events?
0: But yeah, know, he, that he, makes he's a lot of sense. He's sensing it. Yeah. yeah, he's absolutely sensing it through the force, definitely. Mm. Um, and he's made the decision he has to do something about it um and he calls for a shuttle so we then see his shuttle arriving and we casu- and he's casually taking out the death watch troops as he's walking off the shuttle <laughs> in my notes
1: in my notes i've put uh sidious casually showing how powerful he is
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's, it's just, that, just wasn't it just walked he's just, off yep just he, he is the baddest <laughs> he is the baddest man in the galaxy i'm telling you absolutely brilliant um and then another, then the next moment, Maul is sitting on, on the Mandalorian throne and it, and he senses his old, old master approaching. Um, and then he walks towards him and bows and kneels towards him, you know, in in reverence to him. Um, and I kind of don't know how to take the scene. It, does he genuinely want to come, go back to being his apprentice or is it a, a, a mm. Sith ruse to sort of? lull him into a false sense of security to try and kill him and become well, the master I mean, himself. If, if it is a, if it is a ruse, uh, Sidious is going to see straight through it, isn't he? Yeah. It? Well, I mean again you've Palpatine, beaten me to it. I mean what a Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Maul, even with three other um Sith there, I don't think probably would have stood a chance, but mm-hmm. um that leads to quite possibly one of the greatest fights on on in the clone wars lightsaber duels in the clone yeah. wars. Um, you know, I also uh, put that in my notes. <laughs> yeah, it's it is absolutely amazing. Um, no, now I'm there's a little. Battle. Um, I just want to sort of say,
1: mm. you know, well, one, how often do you see Palpatine with lightsabers? It's not, it's not a lot, is it? I mean, is is there even any other episodes in the Clone Wars?
0: No. Um. Yes, there's other episodes where you see him fight what? with two. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um. And I yeah, believe I couldn't this... remember those ones, but um. They're later on, I think, because I know that. that. So this is I, the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I know this. It, this is the first time mm. because this is the first time in the Clone Wars, and it's the end of season five that you've actually seen him in the flesh. You've only seen him as a hologram in, before this. Mm. Okay. Um, but there's a story behind the double lightsabers because um, when they were making the episode, um, Dave Filoni thought to himself, "Well, when in Revenge of the Sith, when he's fighting Mace Windu." Mace Windu kicks the lightsaber out the window. Um, um, and then later on in the film, um, he's fighting Yoda and he's got another lightsaber. Mm. So they use the logic of that to think, well, that means he must have had two lightsabers, which is why mm. they gave him two lightsabers in mm. this episode, which, you know, again, not going to say no. Thank you very much. It, it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, when he when he ignites them both... He'll try um, and fix the prequels, but yeah. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> oh why do you always have to put a damper Sorry. on everything there's no fixing the prequels there's nothing wrong oh, yeah. with them but um but, but yeah when he ignites those lightsabers um and uh you know he, he he he's he's you know what he sort of charges at them and he's, he's rubbing them against the floor yeah. and uh causing the floor to burn up and then he just catches them both you know blocking them both and with both sabers it was absolutely yeah. absolutely brilliant absolutely loved it yeah um
1: not as just a, as that, a, the um, the music that's playing at this point, as mm. well for this battle, was like just classic, you know, mm. classic Star Wars. I don't, I couldn't think if it was the exact movie that they used in the films. I don't think but it's so. not think far it, off, is it? Is a very similar score.
0: Yeah, it definitely gives you a cinematic feel. Um, I I don't recognise it particularly uh, c- um, because Kevin Kiner, who did the music for the Clone Wars, didn't really ever borrow much from the movies. Right um Although but, we do um, hear the
1: Imperial March in this,
0: yes, we do. That yeah, plays in this episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, when when he um when it's sort of at the Senate building, he calls for a shuttle. I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, slightly after that. I can't remember, yeah. That, but yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of things about the fight. Um. I love the moment where Savage Press sort of goes to stab down with his double lightsaber, but he's only got one of them ignited and he misses. And Sidious goes to swing both of them to take him out and he quickly ignites the second mm-hmm. half of the double lightsaber and it blocks him. I, yeah, I, I, I love clever. that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, it, it, that's something I really miss about any new Star Wars that we've had since the prequels and the Clone Wars is that the lightsaber styles and fights just don't seem to be quite as bombastic or, or, mm. or I don't know um um artistic that's not the right word balletic yeah. you know they just they yeah. do, they're very you know they're very you know they just work don't they they're very yeah. well orchestrated um so I love that um Sidious... you could almost sorry you could almost argue because we've said about the
1: lightsaber battles in the clone wars before you could almost argue that they
0: do it better well, in the Clone Wars, yeah, compared to compared to the live action. Uh, well, not the prequels, but definitely, definitely <laughs> the sequels and any TV shows we've had so far. I mean, the Obi One fight in the Obi One series, with the second one with Vader, was very good, and it was kind of I could see why they were they were going for a mix of old and new, so mm. it's sort kind of fit the original and the the uh, prequel trilogy. So that was the reason they chose that style, but anything in the sequel trilogy i just it's just a, i don't know that i didn't really didn't flow properly for me the lightsaber fights in those films um We're not, anyway, still... <laughs> no no it always happens though doesn't it, it, does, doesn't it? um <laughs> yeah um now there was a great moment i don't know if you spotted it but do you remember in um the obi-wan series i'm talking about it again where reaver goes to attack vader and instead of like fighting her with his lightsaber he just moves aside mm-hmm. to side to sort of Dodge the lightsaber. Um, well, Be one C- of my favourite scenes. In, yeah, you know, Sidious you know. does exactly the same thing in this episode with um Savage Press, yeah. um, where he just doesn't bother using his lightsabers and he's just sort of moving side to side as Savage is absolutely you know trying to hack him down. Um yeah. so at least we know where Darth Vader learned that from. Yeah. Um so that that was a cool little moment. Um Maul and Sidious, um, when they finally went mono a mono after he kills Savage Press. Then it's two single lightsabers against two single lightsabers. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a mural in the background where they're fighting, and it's a huge Mandalorian mural of um, depicting the war between the Jedi and the Mandalorians that happened thousands of years Mm ago. Um, That's a cool little thing. I think they added. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that that was that was little sort of detail they added in, Um, and I think no matter how powerful and skilled Maul is, he never really stood a chance against Sidious. Um, and I'm just really upset that the Clone Wars got cancelled because you could quite clearly see that Sidious was setting something up mm. for, for him, which was One, never made. I was
1: going to ask about that, the end to that. Mm. I mean, it was so sinister that he, uh, I can't remember the exact words he
0: used, but he said, I've got a plan for you or something. Yeah. And and if you're interested, you can find out what that is because there's right. a comic book series called The Son of Dathomir. um and it's much canon. like, and it's canon, yeah. And it was it's much like the um, the book I was talking about about Sarge Ventress that they wrote about a mm. Clone Wars arc yeah. that they never made. Again, this comic book was about a co- the arc where Darth Maul's been captured, um, and they made it into a comic book. So if you think about it in season seven, when we see Darth Maul again and he's free and he's out controlling the, um, the death watch again, it's kind of like, well, hang a minute. Darth Sidious captured him. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to him? Well, unless you've read this comic book, you you won't know. Yeah. Um, and I, am ashamed to say I haven't read it. I know the, the beats, but I'd haven't mm. read it. So, um, I can't tell you what, what happens, but I'm definitely going to, after watching this episode again, I'm going to find it and, uh, give it a look, I think. Seek Cause out, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah um yeah so all in all um i just wanted to mention one thing this was ian abercrombie who does the voice of darth sidious's last episode before he died so Mm -hmm. you might have noticed at the end um darth sidious's voice changed to um uh uh, what's his name someone curry um not tim tim curry yeah tim curry yeah the last couple of lines you know i have plans for you that's tim curry all right um and then, unfortunately, after this episode, Tim Curry had a stroke, so he yes. was unable to carry on um, doing the, the voice for, for Sidious. So um, I just wanted to mention that because yeah. I, I really love Ian Abercrombie's um, Sidious Palpatine uh, yeah. character that he, he does in this.
1: I always thought they used um, Ian McDermott for it. No, no, but no, never. He,
0: he did voice
1: it after that, did he?
0: I don't think he's ever he's never... voiced anything with the Clone Wars. Wars but no, but he was in, in Tales Bad Shadow, but... right? Yeah, Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch, hmm. um, but no, he, he never appeared in um, and no. Rebels. He did Rebels, but no, he never did um, did that. So yeah, I
1: did, did not know that.
0: No, mm. um, well, but, so yeah, it was so, yeah, loved the episode. Sinister end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but absolutely loved the episode. Um, definitely worthy of being in anyone's top eleven. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, loved it. Brilliant, excellent stuff.
1: right, that's it. That's all we've got time for this week. Um, If you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later. Bye.